This is Israel, and this is Sam. Parable, right? So we're the ones who started it. We actually haven't had a single conversation between the two of us once, <laughs> which is odd. Most people haven't even heard Sam. Um, he was actually in a couple episodes. They can hear me in the background. Huh? Hear me in the background. Yeah. So why should people listen to Parable? Why, why should people listen to us, Israel? I asked you. I wouldn't. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. I'm and just, I don't think a lot of people don't listen to Well, maybe to just because I'm petty like that, I, I can't speak for all my friends like that. Yeah, that's just, I know Sam. I'm not going to listen to him. I know where he's been. Yeah, yeah, I know who, who he who is. Who does he think he is? I, yeah, I got is, nothing to gain from that. Who does he think he is to start a podcast? Mm, probably so, just in it for the hype per usual. Per usual. Mm-hmm. If, that, if you're listening and you've said that about us, we know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I think like a big part of it is um, I think uh, we've been really consistent at putting out episodes. I think a lot of people know that. I think the one thing people don't know is why we started it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you heard it on live or maybe you saw it on some other people's lives, but it's not something we've talked about on on the podcast. And I think uh, actually most of the listeners surprisingly are not people we know. Right. It's true. I took a gander through the people who follow us and, you know, uh, most of them are not from this area. I've never met them. And so I feel really flattered that people who don't know us listen to us considering that like we're in our early 20s. Um, we don't we did an episode on marriage. We don't know anything about marriage. So. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it was us. It was more the guests. Exactly. And so for the last 10 episodes, we've been leaning on our guests. And so this is our first time where we feel like we're going to be kind of putting something out there on the table. Introducing ourselves a little bit and why people should listen. That's actually a big, a big thing too, is like we have, and I have talked to people who've come on and like, they've told me explicitly like, Hey, like you should share, like you have stuff you should share. And I think that one of the biggest things too, with this is like learning to share, uh, like what you believe, because a lot of, I don't know, sometimes you feel like intimidated because someone's on here, they know a lot more than you, Mm -hmm. uh, by our standards. And we're like almost intimidated to share anything because we're like, well, like what, what do I kind of have Mm -hmm. to add into it? Well, because it's like, we're doing it out of a place of we're here to listen. Exactly. We're here to learn. Exactly. We're doing this. But yeah, at the same time, them knowing that they're like, yeah, but you guys should share like you guys. And they're always encouraging us mm-hmm. to be like, hey, you guys should put your input in because it's actually culture of honor. Oh. Mm. We have to be genuine and intentional about and strategic about it and strategic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest and transparent about it. Yeah, definitely. We're in it. I personally am definitely in it more for my benefit. I was being selfish thinking about podcasts. I said, hey, if I can learn from someone else's mistakes, if I can learn from someone else's stories, if I can pull on some of these leaders and people that I look up to, if I can pull on their, you know, tap into their secrets and learn from them, I'm going to get it all. Uh, I don't care how many views we get, how many listens we get. I'm getting what I need, (laughs) you know. And to, To be honest, the expectation, I remember when we were releasing the first episode, like all I could think about was like honestly, probably one person might listen to it because I think at the time we only had like <laughs> we had like thirty followers and honestly did not expect much. Yet you know that first and we episode bought those was followers. Like, no, what was that? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we bought the followers and so <laughs> we bought all forty of them. Just, just to boost our ratings. Yeah, I mean, but it got the ball rolling. It was, and it, and it got the job done. And so, but <laughs> you're a clown. Uh, <laughs> oh, made you, made you lose your train of thought too while yeah, I was out. Yeah, you made me lose my train of thought. Either way, it, it's not important if I lost my train of thought. I guess we wanted to talk about our uh, personal testimonies because I think a lot of people know the guests, but they don't know us. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, Surprisingly, uh, we should probably let people know who we are. And uh, I think that's one thing that people would be curious about. And what this means for us. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you start off with your testimony? Start out with my testimony. So, <laughs> like I said, I, I'm somebody that loves to learn from other people. Me being uh, one of the youngest in a family of 11, 
I get to learn from all my older siblings. I get to learn from their relationships, from their life choices, from everything that they do. I get to take the best stuff out and, you know, leave out the bad. So I definitely learn to love from other people's mistakes. If I can learn, from, if I can hear somebody's story and learn from it, I'm happy. I mean, obviously, naturally, we're going to go through things in life where you're going to learn things the hard way regardless. But I think that's going to come anyways into your life. But I'm always focused on trying to keep pursuing. Um, for me, I would say probably the most important thing in my life and key principle that I live by is living by faith. Um, faith is probably the biggest, yeah, just the most key aspect in my life because the Bible talks about without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. And it's something that he spoke to me on a personal level. And there's things that, you know, certain testimonies I've been through that just required faith and the gift of faith in my life. And I, I believe it's something that God has instilled in my life. So for me, growing up in a Christian family, my whole entire life, my dad being a pastor, well, second pastor, being at church every single day of the week, singing in every single choir, every prayer service, everything, that's all I ever knew. I had to have a moment where it became genuine and real for me, where it wasn't me going out of obligation and my dad forcing me to do something to a place of, does this actually, is this actually something that I am genuinely after, right? And coming to a place or a crossroads in my life where it was like, okay, I'm either going to go fully into the world and just enjoy my life however I want it to or how I thought would be enjoying my life or I'm going to go and pursue you know faith to the degree that the Bible talks about faith right like the Bible mm -hmm. just throws in these things like you have the same power to raise Christ from the dead and I'm like mm -hmm. that's not just like some little like we just kind of read over that like it's nothing but I'm like I want we this try to read over it as fast as possible yeah you know? I'm like I want this to become real for me I want the practical. I want yeah. I want this to be real in my life. And that's why, like, again, with podcasts, I love the practical side of this. I want to look into somebody that, like, I look up to. I want to look at them and tell them how exactly do you, did you get to that point that you're at? How do I practically get there, right? Mm -hmm. And so I read these things in the Bible that, you know, is foundational for my life. And I'm asking myself, how do I make this a practical reality in my life? I want this to be real. And... You know, faith, faith is, faith is one of the biggest aspects because Come on. you need faith. You need to grow in vision. Yeah. You need to be willing to go above and beyond what I love how, I love how Roman was saying in one of the episodes, he said, if it doesn't require the help of the Holy Spirit, then it's it doesn't count. God. It's not even from God. It, yeah. It doesn't count. Mm -hmm. If if you're planning for next week, for next month, for whatever yeah. your life is, if if you can do it on your own, you're not thinking yeah. even nearly big enough. There always has to be an aspect of faith. And that's why you can't please God without faith. Why? Because it doesn't require him. Yeah. Faith requires the Holy Spirit. And faith it, requires. And, it, and it's funny because um, like this season in particular, like we're doing the podcast together, but at the same time we work together. And so like our roads are the same, mm -hmm. you know. Um, same so. but different. Same but different, like where we see each other every day, um, before and after. And so it's like this interesting process of uh, like going through it with faith and mm -hmm. believing what God's going to do. And it's definitely like this season is definitely um, one where like it requires God. So mm -hmm. that's why, you know, like it definitely feels like it's like a God thought. Like this it, is definitely where it's the same be. concept. It's the same systems, yeah. right? Kingdom the 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 way that it's structured you know like the bible gives us structures the bible gives us everyone like i love how somebody said that like the gospel it's so the beautiful thing about it is that it applies to everybody that's how vague it is yet on such a personal level it applies to everyone too so it's like it's the same concept for everyone yet everyone walks such a unique road mm -hmm. and so for so many people when you talk about like what's the most important thing in your life for somebody it might be love for somebody it might be faith Right. We know that the Bible says the greatest of these is love. And I know mm -hmm. I understand that love is the greatest of them all. And there's the Bible verse that says faith is activated through love. Yeah. And so I understand that love is always the main. It's always that always has to be the motive. That's always what we're aiming for. However, everyone has a part to play. And I believe there are some like the Bible talks about giftings. There's a gift of faith. There's the gift of healing. There's the gift. It's 
right? The Bible talks about there's different giftings, but it's all the same spirit. Mm-hmm. And we all play a different role. And it's, we all fall into the same body. So like same, but different, different mm-hmm. functions, but we're going through the same thing. It's the same system. It's the same concept. Yeah, and I guess we'll just bounce off of that and just like, how does that translate into everyday life and to work, you know? Like it's really easy to paint that picture in a church setting because like you have defined roles and like you have your pastor and you have, you know, um, small group leaders and you have kids ministry, you have your deacons, you have your kids ministry, you have, you have departments. Like we've department, we've, we've departmentized like every little aspect of church. Um, and then like, it's just so, it just seems so obvious. Um, so, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, how do we, how do we implement exactly what you talked about in like a work setting in a work environment? Cause that's really what we do. Like eight hours a day or not more. Mm -hmm. You're working with people. You're at a job. You're not at church. I'm at job at my, at my job more than I'm ever at church. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a good thing. Right. It's actually a great thing. Um, so I guess like we're talking about like the defined roles and how, each person's a different member of the body and what that looks like and giftings and talents and loving one another. What does that look like in a workplace? Well, see, I guess, again, it comes down to understanding what your role is and what you're passionate about and doing it with as much excellence as possible, right? It's about not being insecure that I can't do, I can't complete this and I can't complete this, but being able to understand, hey, this is what I'm good at and this is what I can solve. And mm-hmm. I know somebody that can solve this better for me. So maybe I'll, you know, ask for help, right? Like the, I believe that God set up in a way where we depend on people, right? On purpose. Like if I'm the hand, I'm not going to try to do what the leg does, right? Mm-hmm. And God did that on purpose so that we don't try to do that. And mm-hmm. and I believe that does apply in the workplace too, where I understand what I'm good at, what my strength is, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And if I don't understand it, sure, I can try to learn. But maybe I'll, you know, I'll mm-hmm. trust someone else to do it for me. I'll delegate it for me. And I love that because we're, like you said, work is probably the biggest part of our life that we put so much of our time into. It's not a secret. Like in America, that's if you're not in church, you're probably at work. Right. And if you're not at work or church, you're probably sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that in this season of my life, it's I see it where it's kind of all trans, translating all into one. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen like a divide where it's like, well, this is my church time, this is my mm-hmm. this is my work time, this is my uh like personal time. I actually see it like everything is merged into one. Like right. you're just become really fluid in like how you operate and like the demand might be putting your day to just go do ministry and so you'll break away for the day and go do ministry and then you're back at work. Or then like you're taking a break and you're with somebody and you're just hanging out and yeah, loving. How exactly does that look like for you? Like when we get lunch with people and stuff, right? You want to go into that more? Sure. I mean, like, I guess like I have enough work that can last me 24 seven. I can work 24 seven, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's always enough work to do. So, you know, it's not a matter of getting all your stuff done. I think that the biggest importance um, when you're at work is people. I think that's the big priority. And I have a heart for managing people and talking to people. And, um, I really don't like things being like done, um, without communication. So I think communication and valuing people in a work setting and work environment is so important that sometimes I've found myself prioritizing the assignment or the job more than I've prioritized the person sitting next to me. Um, and that leads to a lot of different things. Like I think my biggest place that I've grown in in the last two years is like number one, um, like not being a person who attracts division in my mind or like envy towards like, let's say another person or another job or profession. Um, I think before I was ever able to just sit down and like have a heart to heart conversation and actually enjoy the company of others, I had to get to a place where I was content with right where I am, content with everything I have, content with everything that I'm doing right now and not being envious of where other people are in life because that was such a blocker for me when I would like have a conversation with someone because I'm thinking about like where they're at and then I'm thinking about where I'm at and I'm like comparing it's comparing and it's such a blocker because when you're comparing, you're not loving. Mm -hmm. 
right? Because you never compare something when you're in love with it. Like right. when I get a new pair of shoes, I'm not comparing it to my other shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like not that, <laughs> that's the definition of love. Like how you love your shoes or things is I definitely mean, yeah, not I, I just saw this a baseline said, for that. Happiness isn't getting everything you want, it's being content, content with everything Content you with have. everything you right. have, yeah. Like even that joy is found in tribulation, like joy is found through the struggle. Like you can be happy when things are good, but can you be joyful when things are bad? And understand that it's going to work out for good. Always. Um, And I guess like, so that was a big thing for me was being okay with uh, like where I'm at. And then the second thing was to like, understanding that I have zero things to prove to anyone ever, Mm -hmm. ever. Right. Like, to Sam, I don't need to prove anything to him and vice versa. He doesn't I'm not need easy to, prove, to please. You don't have anything to prove me. Because if we go off of the approval of others, then no one will ever be pleased because like you just said, you're not easy to please. Well, let's be real. No one's easy to please. Everyone has higher expectations. Mm-hmm. So, and then like I would always put high expectations on myself. Like, like hey, um, like I would put such high expectations on myself and then like, Um, I'd fall short and then I'd lash out on other people because my, I fell short of my expectations. Mm -hmm. And so all these things, like, honestly, it all goes back to like self-identity, self, self value and self-worth of like who I am and the time and season I'm in. And so that was like a a big pivotal moment for me was breaking out of all that stuff. Cause for me, work seems so spiritual to me. Um, so to like come all the way back to like what you said, like work, I think is work and our life it's our life should be intertwined with work the body of christ and with like joy and happiness right like doing things we love we shouldn't have a separation we should not have a separation like if they're all intertwined how much stronger would our life be if we can intertwine all three and we no longer create a separation Mm. and so in this season of my life it's been like the best probably seven months because i found a way to intertwine all three and so the demand of overworking myself, the demand of feeling used or not valued, it, it kind of faded away because I'm starting to learn that like it's all intertwined and like like what are, the life I'm living right now is so valuable. Like the moments I have, they're valuable. Like everything, having that perspective of like everything I'd ever want to do, I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like I may not have all the things that I want, but if I want my life to be full-time ministry yet full-time work it's possible Mm -hmm. it's just the way we've perceived it and so that's been a mission of mine is like i don't want to separate it like really my motivation and work is to be an encounter you know if i hire an employee and they leave me next week the only thing i really care about in all reality is did i prepare them enough that they're going to be an impact to the community when they leave are Mm -hmm. they going to are they going to be a good functioning part to the body like are they did they leave better off than when they left me Mm -hmm. did i empower them did i encourage them did i make them someone who i'm proud to say like that they worked with me or that they worked under me and so my mission is people like that's the goal um and so we're talking about lunch and like (laughs) a big pivotal part of uh a business day for me or for Sam is to get lunch with people. It's to eat with people. It's to get coffee with people. Like we, we we really do structure our lives around people and like, yeah, we do have everyday tasks and they're always demanding and they're always there. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. You know, like there are things that need to be done right. The second and need to be sent out. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like, if there's a person and, um, you know, I want to prioritize that person. Like they deserve our time. Like at the end of the day, like that work will be there tomorrow. Yeah. You know, that, thing will also be there tomorrow. Um, like that car you want, like your dream car, your dream outfit, uh, you know, it's going to be there tomorrow. Like you don't have to worry. Like it'll be there. It's, it's waiting for you. And you might not even want it by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's the funny thing. But people, we're always going to want them. We're never going to want to push them away. There might be seasons and times where we feel like we don't want to be around people. But those are the times where we want people the most. Those are the times where we need them the most in our lives. And so never pushing that away, but always actually pulling them closer to you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're in a, such like a society or a time where like we want everybody yet we push everyone away, mm-hmm. you know? Like that's what social media is. It's like, I want everyone to know what I'm doing, but at the same time, I want to push everybody away and like kind of like I want to have this bubble around my life that you don't see 
like the real stuff or the real me. And so, yeah, it's so funny that everything, it comes down to what am I giving, right? Mm -hmm. It comes down to, am I focusing on myself? It's funny because like the more you focus on yourself and trying to grow yourself and just me, me, me personally, you always, you notice that you, it's almost like going at, like at a brick wall, right? But when you're so busy spending time with others, pouring into others, you always see it go, going around full scale. It always yeah. comes around full circle. If I'm busy giving time to other people, when I'm in need, like again, see it comes down to working as a body again. If I'm giving people time and I'm helping them with what I can do, yeah. then when I'm in need, it always so happens that they come at the right time and then they're able mm -hmm. to help. And it goes around full scale like that. Yeah. And it's funny because th this always works out to be the most effective way of living. Like so many times it seems like, why am I wasting my time doing this dumb task for them? And it almost seems like you're, you're wasting your time because you could be doing your own stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But then when something comes up for you, you realize that it actually goes on full scale. Yeah. And when I'm so busy, I'm cutting people out of my life. I'm not going to make time for them. Like simply making time for people, I feel like today is like the like the best expression of love you can give today everyone is so caught up in our society in the western culture so caught up in you know their work and starting their thing and everybody's so it's busy in their own little that we world. don't have enough time uh-huh yet somehow it just like, comes down to priorities and by again. the end of the day you're watching netflix though mm -hmm. or whatever whatever exactly. whatever you do with your spare time like it comes down we, to priorities we we, well we essentially we, we kind of lie to ourselves and i i'm i'm obviously guilty of that where like, we're like, I'm too busy or I can't, I'm just not able to do it. And then next thing you know, like, but you're on social media, but you're doing this, but you're doing that. And it's not that like, we need to give away all of our free time and be like, I can't waste any time. I have this and this to do. And I need to prioritize every single person on the planet. It's not like that. But I think there's like, there's like key moments every day where it's like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to spend time. I mean, I think one big thing is in the office, in an office setting, because to be honest, a lot of people, we work in teams, like our life is like, we, we're doing life with a group of people and um, at our work, at, a, at, a, at our job. And we should want us, we changing the way we see them and seeing them as family, like this is my family. Like I spend honestly more time. It's sad to think, but like, it, but it's also not sad to think, but like the people I work with, they're my family in a mm -hmm. way, like they are my, you know, adopted family or whatever we want to call it. Mm -hmm. Like they are included in that. Like I do see them every single day and in an office setting, like I, I, when, when you're, at, when you're at, you know, doing your work, like it's so easy to get caught up in what you have to do. Right. And then, you know, we'll project our own, you know, stresses anxieties on other people and in the room and it affects everybody but like when's the last time like where instead of thinking like my struggles my problems like man i'd love to be aware of your feelings i'd love to be aware of where you are where you're at emotionally and i think when we actually start to pay attention to that everything starts to become really obvious mm -hmm. like you start to actually see like the needs in people's life because you're actually aware to like what's going on in their life because mm -hmm. people won't usually say it but usually you can get like a hint of it. And like, if you're aware of it, you can kind of actually speak to it and we can kind of be, you know, actually, actually use the word like strategy. We're actually being strategic with our time when we're aware of people's emotions. You're actually and being intentional. Exactly. In the actual definition of that, um, of like those terms and not just throwing them out there and just saying like, we actually need to be strategic and intentional. You know what I mean? Like it's a joke that like we kind of just throw that out there but there's not really anything latched on behind that mm -hmm. and in my opinion that's actually having um thoughtful awareness of the people around you mm -hmm. not only by how you treat them but like what they're going through in their day because i think a lot of times we sit in our we sit we sit in our chair and we're thinking about everything we're going through and for whatever reason we think no one else is going through anything else mm -hmm. it's like i'm the only one going through this right now um, you have no idea how I feel right now. I'm so overwhelmed with work, 
But like, well, think about the other 10 people in your office. You don't exactly. think they're overwhelmed? Like, of course they're mm-hmm. overwhelmed. And so actually, you know how we reduce being feeling overwhelmed? We prioritize other people. Exactly. We actually support exactly. them and prop them up. I was just reading last you night. You minimize the issue in your mind. Just last night I was reading and it says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Yeah. I love how the determining factor for your happiness is stems out of how am I going to treat others? Wow. What am I going to say about it? It's so funny how that works. Like it always, it, it comes down to this, right? Love God and love people. That's what everything runs back to and how I'm loving others and how I'm prioritizing giving time to others. Mm-hmm. That is the determining factor to my happiness. And so we think that, you know, if I just focus on myself for a couple of weeks, if I focus on building this and getting established here and there, we get so caught up. We think that that's going to, you know, it's going to give us some ease. Yeah. But it's funny because when you have a whole day where you focus on yourself and growing yourself, but you feel empty inside, right? Yeah. But you spend a whole day being completely selfless, giving time to do some mm-hmm. labor, breaking your back for somebody, helping somebody move, give them time, pay mm-hmm. for their coffee. But you always leave feeling fulfilled, more joyful. It, and it, it always comes down to this, like being part of a body, being an answer to somebody else, being being love to somebody else, giving mm-hmm. time to somebody else, noticing somebody else, right? It's It's this concept. Again, it comes down to concepts, systems and we need to be aware of the concept of the kingdom yeah. and it's this i play my part and i do everything i can to be selfless in my life and to be an answer for somebody else today and every other day and i want to structure my life where i can prioritize go and meet up with somebody i want to be in a place where i can drop work whenever i want go and meet up with somebody and, just to spend time with them yeah. just to hear them out and sometimes i mean sacrificing money for that of course. You know? And like, obviously the reason why we're usually too busy is because we're choosing to work over prioritizing other people because finances, that's a big factor is like, we don't want to waste our time. And I think the other thing too, is this, it's like, we need to, pro- we, I, I want to prioritize having sympathy and empathy for other people. Cause it's so funny how like I give myself so much benefit of the doubt. I give myself the most sympathy. I give myself the most empathy, right? I give myself the most patience, yet everybody else around me might get none of that. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to other people, like I'm impatient, it should have been done yesterday, right? Yet when I, it's me and I have to do something for someone, it's like, well, they can wait for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like for other people, it, they should have did it yesterday. For me, um, I can wait till tomorrow. And so it's just this backwards thought of like, you know, I'm first priority. I'm first pick. Like, okay, this is just a great example. It's like childish, but you know, when like we're on the playground and we're playing like kickball or something or Mm -hmm. whatever game it is you play in whatever town you're in uh, and we all line up and there's two captains and they're picking people. Everybody is thinking like, Pick me first. Mm-hmm. first <laughs> but who wants to be picked last? You know what I mean? And we should be the ones who want to get picked last. You know? Like, why Why are we so important that we need to get picked first? Because you're it, the best? Cause, <laughs> Obviously. Because I'm the best, yeah. And that's, see, that's just like, that's, that's in a way, it's not humility. Mm-hmm. And practicing humility is giving people more benefit of the doubt than you'd give yourself. Like, more sympathy, more empathy. And like, being so courteous and so aware of them. And I'm not saying that like you need to like come down and like treat them like a baby, but like there are practical ways of actually approaching that in the sense of buy them lunch, Mm -hmm. give them a compliment, give them a hug, you know, figure out what actually makes them happy. You know, I actually love when someone comes up to me and they said, Hey, by the way, like um, one of my love languages is gifts. And so great. Now I can actually like participate in this really beautiful interaction between like making your day better. Mm-hmm. Like I know you're having a bad day. Like, great. I'm going to actually make sure I bless you extra today. You're noticing someone has a bad day. Like give them space and maybe take on more yourself that day. You know, mm-hmm. like this is just like one of those res- like one of those responsibilities that we all have is like you see someone struggling. 
maybe take on a little bit of their workload so that they can be relieved for the day. Like that is the act of, of being selfless. Right. Don't give them more, you know, like don't, don't have the desire to like see someone struggle in their own mess, like be the one to like step in the gap. And the thing is we work with each other. So it's like, you can actually kind of take that on. And it's like, it really is one of those things. Cause like who wants to do more work? Like I definitely don't want more on my plate, but if it's for the sake of other people, like I promise that like there is more reward in that than just getting done what you need to get done and leaving it for them yeah, and watching them And struggle. it's funny because like I said, you'll do work all day that seems like it's going to get you paid, but, and that part you're not going to care about, but that one, that couple hours of extra work that you do for the sake of helping somebody out and you know that you helped somebody, there's this inner like satisfaction, like, okay, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that, like that, that's what made my day, yeah. that part. And so like there was this one perspective too that's been really helping me, um, especially with my time and my sacrifice and in finances and generosity. Um, like generosity is very important for me and I really emphasize it. There are certain things that I, I believe in when it comes to finances, but I think the, one of the most important things is um, I, used to, I used to feel obligated to give um, and be generous with, well, generosity, well, just to find it as money, time, and uh, love. Like those are, those are like some big things when it comes to generosity. And so one of the things that I find really important was I used to always give because I would think that I would just get a return back. But actually my perspective is starting to shift that like I give because I have favor. Like God has already given me favor on my life. And so I'm not actually respect expecting like a, a return back. Right. Right. I have already received my return back. I have his favor. His hand is on me. Why would I need a return back? The favor is already on me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the perspective that by me giving this, I'm losing nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm simply a steward of his finances. His finances are actually endless. There's actually, it's a bottomless pit. You know, like it doesn't end. Like if you were to jump in a pit and call it God's finances, it's never ending and you'll never reach the bottom of it. And so having the perspective that you're just reaching out of God's piggy bank and you're giving it to people, you're just reaching out of God's um, basket of time and you're giving it to people Mm -hmm. and you're reaching out of like, you know, your strength to love on people you're just you're just taking what's God's and you're using that and you're you're just facilitating it to the need. A little perspective shift. And like and and like guess what? You know what the response is back from that? We have favor on our lives. We have so much favor. I think like we're expecting like uh to give and then expect like a truckload of money to come the next day, but it doesn't work that way. We're actually just blessed. Mm-hmm. You know how we're blessed? We're blessed through opportunity. Mm-hmm. We're blessed through the fact that like we live a selfless life doors open up opportunities open up Mm -hmm. we have a life full of joy we have a life full of um uh i don't know people that actually care about us we actually have a circle of uh relationship around us Mm -hmm. and so like we're already so blessed that we should just give you know like what more do you need? Like, I don't need to give because I'm expecting a check to fall out of the sky. And mm-hmm. cause I gave whatever, you know, you give a thousand dollars. I'm not waiting for tomorrow to drop me $1,500. You know, right. it's just like, that's such a, you get so completely set free from that. Once you, once you've tasted and seen of what truly satisfies. And like, it's not money. That's the thing. Exactly. It's not money. Like, and I ask myself this so many times, I'm like, how, how much longer do I need to like keep on, tasting of this emptiness how much longer do i need to keep filling myself with emptiness and prioritizing emptiness to understand that it just is not going to cut it like how long is it going to take before i finally get it like no like this should always be my goal love and people around me this should always be my goal giving dying to myself the it always works backwards like the more i say no to myself the happier i am and the more I say yes to myself and feeling bad for myself and being a victim and whatever it is, the more empty you feel inside, right? It's such a, they call it upside down kingdom, right? <laughs> and I love to constantly keep myself in check. Like, okay, like today, what did I do today that was, you know, that was a blessing to others? Yeah. What can I do tomorrow to be a bigger blessing? How can I give time for somebody? Where can I give? Where can I, where can I be a, an answer, right? Because, like, th- that's the whole thing of destiny and purpose. Like, where can I be an answer to a to a problem? And 
you can find and it's it's always in those little moments and it's in and it's in the simple and ordinary people that you see day to day and for me i would i love to be in a place where my life is structured yeah. where my day-to-day life is structured around the work because so many people they, they work their nine to five jobs and that's like oh well i'm gonna work and then after work i can maybe do this i have family we just get so busy with it but how can i structure that day by day the people that are with me at work making time for people 100 percent. and i think you even start to realize like when you prioritize people when you start to prioritize everything above yourself you'll notice that the gift we receive in return is grace mm-hmm. like it's funny to think like um anytime i've ever given anytime i've ever trusted god with something every time i've sacrificed or it's not even really a sacrifice because it was his to begin with it's just me stewarding it like i've always noticed a grace on my life you know like we think that everything always comes in a monetary amount but like what about the grace you have on your life what about the favor you have on your life you know like what about the fact that he always keeps you safe every day Mm -hmm. yeah we just want we want money back in return like no, I'm generous just because he's been generous with me. He's been generous with his grace. He's been generous with his favor. He's been patient with me above and beyond, right? Like I've made a mistake every single day. Is that not enough mm-hmm. for us? Um, like just these simple perspectives of like, um, of giving. I feel like giving is just a really important subject, I right. think. And it's not, all, it, it's not it just about finances. To, I feel like it's this question of every day, how can I doubt on myself more? How can I keep dying to myself more? Because, well, it, let's let's just rephrase that. How can I become alive? <laughs> exactly. How can I start to live? Because, because yeah, I haven't been living whatever for the last he year. He who dies to himself has truly begun to live. Yeah, right? and I think we 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 always use that phrase, and it's like it's not that like we're dying dying. We're actually like like let's like just rephrase it, not in a heretical way, but like just start to come back to life, like start living. And mm-hmm. you know how you start living? It's by actually like being, having gratitude for what God's given you. And like, we look at that and we're like, man, um, my, my, like for you, my family could have never moved to America. I could have been born in, in Russia and never had the opportunity to be here. Like, isn't that enough? Or like my mom could have just stayed in the Philippines and never met my dad. And I could have just not been born. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there are like, there are so many things to be gracious for. Like God's, God's structure is perfect. And he has a set and he made it very simple for us. Yeah. He, he, he paraphrased it into these two things, love God, love people. Mm-hmm. And our, the question for us is how do we step into that and just apply it into our mm-hmm. life and make it happen? I, well, yeah, I guess like, like for that point, I think it's just really good to just say this. I've found myself saying it more and more. It's like everything you need is in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, like every tool you need to find success in that area of your life, you have it already. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, no matter what like problem or difficulty you face, you have exactly what you need to com- like to overcome it. Like generosity, if that's a stumbling block for you, you have everything you need right now to actually overcome it and become victorious in that area of your life. Mm-hmm. Like if patience is something I struggle with, I have everything I need to defeat that and become a patient person. Um, and so I just always remember of like, like two years ago, anytime I would be like, I wanted to prove something about myself or I saw a flaw, I'd be like, well, later, well, like later, I'm just not at a point where like, I can actually do that. And just realizing that like, <laughs> I actually can do that right now. It like, doesn't really matter where you are in life. Like everything you need is right there. And yeah, everyone is in a different place in life. Everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different background, but you have all the tools you need to mm-hmm. overcome exactly what you're facing. All right. And he's and been more than had enough grace on your life. And I think it's just a matter of recognizing it. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, the answer is so often in the people that are around you too. That is true. The people that are around you. And so the more people that you can surround yourself with, the more answers, right? Mm-hmm. And be honest too. Yeah. Like honesty is a big part. Like and you can't have a relationship if you're not honest with one another. To fully understand your role and perform it with excellence and begin to recognize everybody else's roles and pull that out of them even when they don't see it. That's what I love more than anything. 
And I feel like, and that is what ministry is and what our life should be. It's constantly pulling. You kind of said earlier, even today, you said how we need to leave people better than we left them today. Mm -hmm. After having a lunch with somebody, I better leave them better than I left them. I better have recognized something in them, pulled something out of them, Mm -hmm. spoke something into Mm -hmm. them that's going to encourage them. And day by day, right? Mm -hmm. With everyone around us. That's how God made it. I'm doing my part and I recognize your part and we pull it out of each other and they pull it out of us. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess like just having that perspective, like everything I have, it's an endless bucket if it comes from God. So my time, my money, like be the person, like it may not seem financially smart and maybe people are going to be like, you're not smart with your finances. But like at the end of the day, like God, if you truly believe that God is behind your finances, behind your life, then um, like keep swiping your card for people because when you need the money, it'll still be there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as if it disappears. Like either we have the hand of God on our life or we don't, right. you know? So let's actually believe that and be like, well, God's hand is on my life. Um, like I'm good. Um, I'm secure. Um, I'll keep going on down this road. And like, if anything, you're just going to prove to yourself whether you believe what you, are, what you, what you believe or you don't believe. Like, is what we say true or is what we say not true? And I feel like, again, like finances are one of the biggest things because we're in such a financial country, like a country where finances are everything, right? Mm -hmm. And especially since we're in a season where finances are even more so important because of, you know, the economy and whatnot. So I just think it's really important to touch on that. Um, Sam. Yes, sir. What is, uh, what else? Well, we did share on, well, we said we're going to talk a little bit on testimony. So I guess recognizing my role has probably been the biggest thing for my life is understanding the gift of faith that God has put in my life and how I can put in personally. Mm. What what do you think it would be like your kind of key key principle? Like, I know you like to talk about giving. Do you think gift of giving is probably, probably your main gifting and function that you want to. I feel like it is just because of the fact that like Jesus was a giver, like everyone in the Bible known for giving. And it's like, it's highlighted so much. Um, I feel like we work so much. um, And if we make it all about all, all about ourselves, like I have done that. I've always noticed that like the financial struggles only seem more apparent when, when it's about myself and not that it's about like making life easier for yourself, but I feel like when we, when we actually learn to, and I, and I, again, like using the word surrender, I don't like to use it because it's not yours to surrender. If you have that perspective, it's more surrendering yourself is what it is. Yeah, like, well, when we meet Christ, we, we surrender our lives over to him. So that comes with our finances. So they're already his. And I, we, I know we brush over that and say, like, yeah, my my, my finances are God's finances. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a cute saying. Like, I love cute. Cute church is great. But, like, it's is it effective? It's not really effective. You realize how real it is until you actually do it, right? Yeah. And it's and you realize it's not even about the amount. Like, whether it's $1,000 or whether it's $5 for a cup of coffee, the feeling is the same, mm-hmm. you know? I don't feel more pride at giving 1000 or giving 5 I'll tell you this, like there are days where I gave $5 to 10 people and was like <laughs> one of the best feelings because of the just the responses of people. And you'd be surprised, $5 can change someone's day. Right. Uh, and you and you and, and some people would think that a thousand dollars would change someone's day, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, there's this big dynamic of like, is it the money or is it the heart behind it exactly. that is actually holding the power? Exactly. It's actually the power of God behind the amount. And so, we start small, you know, like on a practical level. Let's start here, like super practical level. Start buying people people lunch and don't ask them to give you money back. Mm-hmm. Just pay for it consistently too. 20, consistently make a habit out of it you know um you go eat out like cook for them you want to make them dinner pay for the whole dinner never cook it expect at home. never expect a return never expect is, a return like it's not about the return in the first place right you know it's not about breaking even at the end of the night mm-hmm. it's actually about 
uh, emptying yourself so you can be filled the next day. Right, because the, the it's it comes down to how can I, right? How how can there be less of me in this situation? And if you're thinking on return, that's actually, you know, it shows the polar opposite that the motivation is wrong. Yep, that's exactly what it is. And so, <laughs> empty yourself for other people. Like prioritize them. Make make them your main priority. Pay for pay pay for their coffees. Give people money. Like it's not even the amount of it. It's really honestly, it's it's the heart behind it and it's the attitude behind it. And it's not always in the big numbers that you find that people's days are changed. It you know it it's it's the power of God really mm -hmm. that changes people's lives. It's the little things consistently that make big differences. It's those. It's that little five dollar amount, but consistently being a blessing to somebody that makes a big, big impact, right? Yeah. Everybody's and I'll say this looking. too. Like, yeah, it gets tiring sometimes. Like, there are times where, like, <laughs> like there is a good three month period where, trust me, I'm swiping my card every day, maybe ten times, and I'm buying multiple lunches. I'm buying coffee for everybody okay don't tell them everything you're gonna lose your reward <laughs> <laughs> i i don't care i already got my reward so you can't take it back that's the funny thing and this is not not even to gloat because like this is something that i'm just passionate about and if i'm passionate about it i'm gonna share about it but like there were times where like i'm it's mentally draining me i'm you're giving you're giving you're giving you don't see anything but yet you're feeling joy and you're feeling happiness behind it but at the same time, there's like this thought and it's like, well, what if it doesn't return? Mm -hmm. What if it doesn't come back? Right. And, and, and just like shutting up that voice of being like, well, I don't care if it, like, I literally had to start saying like, well, guess what? <laughs> if it doesn't come back, I don't get, I don't care. Literally mm -hmm. like, I don't give, I don't, I don't care one rip if it comes back to me. Yeah. Cause it's like when you look at other people and you're like, well, like. When am I going to get mine? Well, he right? just bought he just bought a brand new car and mm -hmm. it's sick. And like I'm driving the same car I was driving a year ago. And it's like, when do I get mine? Right? Well, yeah, exactly. When 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 does it come back to me at some mm -hmm. point? But is it about it coming back to us? Oh, there it is. Like that's a revelation. It's like, what if it doesn't come back to you? Is that fine with you? Mm -hmm. Are you still going to do it? Because that's actually actually giving is giving. Like we don't give gifts to get a gift in return. Right, like it's someone's birthday, we give a gift, and I'm not expecting that they're gonna give me a better gift on my birthday. Wow, I, I there was a good time where like I would buy really nice gifts for people, and I'd actually expect them to give me a really good gift to come my birthday, and then come to find out I'm disappointed <laughs> because not everybody's level of generosity is the same. But was I actually being generous? No, I wasn't. It was more of an investment. And so, do we treat our finances like an investment for God, or do we treat them like actually like out of generosity? Because generosity says pretty. I don't need it back. You know, right. we give out of excess. That's yeah. the definition of generosity is giving like out of like what is excess to your life. And so give and don't expect anything back. I think that's, that's a great, I think that's a practical tool. I think it's really hard to do. I think it's tough. I think there's hard seasons behind it. Like, um, and you're like, man, I really wish I did have that money I gave uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't even know if that was smart of me to do it, but I'll tell you this. If the heart behind it was to love on people, then it wasn't a mistake. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an accident. Like if you think you're broke and got, and like you feel like you needed to give your money away, like it wasn't an accident. Like I, I'm going, I'm going on and on, but I think if I'm talking to someone about finances and I was like, Hey, you need to save your money. You need to like you need to be practical about how, how you spend your money. Like don't, don't spend it. Don't waste your money. Right. Mm -hmm. And you need to be smart. You need to make sure you save and you need to make sure you grow it so you can invest it in the future. So that way you steward God's money properly. Right. Mm -hmm. And then my other, my thing is this is like, but if God tells you and you saved up three grand and that's all the money you saved up and I'm telling you to save it all up. Here's the thing. If he tells you to give it away, I'll never be disappointed in that. I'll never say that was stupid. I'll never say that that was a mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah, a, th a thought that I constantly catch myself on that kind of helps me when it comes to even giving. It's why, why is it so hard to give like a hundred dollars, even five hundred, even a thousand dollars? Right? If we talk about if I'm making two thousand dollars a month, right? And for yeah. me to give even a thousand dollars a month, it doesn't like, get easier. The yeah, more it, you make. It, it definitely doesn't get easier. Yeah, it, it's like where does all that money go? 
it usually comes back to me, right? Okay, maybe I need to pay a couple bills, go hang out with friends, all that. Like that money, it just constantly like it just goes and you don't even notice how much you're spending on yourself. And then it's so funny when you give, you know, 10%, like that's like the standard give 10%. And even then it seems like it's hard. And and I catch myself, it's when you put into this perspective of how much am I putting into myself and how much am I giving to others and why is it that I don't even notice when I'm spending it on myself, but when it comes to others right away, you, you, you become such a great accountant when you start thinking about how much, how much, how generous you're being to the people around you. And for me, what helps is thinking, wow, like, I really don't need this much, right? Like, it's funny because back then it's like $500, $500 could have been more than enough for you to, for you to get by. And now you make $5,000 a month, to, however much you make. It, it seems like it's just never enough and it just never gets easier. It's a concept that needs to be that you need to establish when you're when you're making five hundred a month, when you're making a thousand dollars a month, right? When Jesus was looking at the widow, he wasn't looking at how much she gave. He looked at how much she had left when she gave. Mm-hmm. She looked at how much she had left when she gave, and so if if I'm waiting to be in a place where I'm so successful that God, like, if I win, like, $10 million, I'll give a million for no, sure. Won't. Yeah. No, you won't. <laughs> and I'll the just thing call is, it, I see You won't. <laughs> and, the thing is, and the thing is, he's looking at it, He's like, what yeah. you got? Right? Like, what's yeah. a million if you if you have 10, right? Yeah. And so it's this concept of, I need to be generous with where I'm at. Mm. I need to be giving with where I'm at. And God gives in, right? He says, faithful with little, much will be given. If I'm being yeah. faithful with when I was nowhere... And God is going to increase it, and I need to maintain that mindset. Yeah, and if it's always if it's always an obligation, it's always going to be a chore yeah. for you. It's always yeah. going to be a hassle. It's always going to be that. It's I'm not going to receive be... more for the Lord to keep it to myself. Yeah, that's not what He gives more for. Yeah, He's given us everything we need, and we need to think: How can I be a bigger blessing? Dang. The question is: How can I be a bigger blessing today? And when God increases it, it's not increase for myself; it's increase to be a bigger blessing to others. Yeah, I I don't want to make. $50,000 in a year to spend, you know, 40,000 on myself and give 10. I want to I don't want to make a million in a year to spend 900,000 on myself and give 10,000. I I want to stay on 50,000 a year and give, you know, 900,000. Mm-hmm. That's that's the scale at what God yeah. God looks at how much how much do you have left when you yeah. give? Yeah. We shouldn't even be counting the cost. Yeah. Like at what point in our lives do we stop counting the cost? Like at what point does Jesus start start stop counting the cost? You know what I mean? Like, is he up there counting the cost of every little sacrifice he made for us and this and that? Like, don't be penny pinchers in the sense of like we're counting every little sacrifice we've made. We're holding them against God and saying, God, look at this list of things that I have and I'm waiting still for that miracle. But like maybe just like maybe breakthrough I, for I, I maybe- think the best way to be a penny pincher is go the other way around. What is the minimal amount that I need to survive? Live on that and give the rest away. How about that? Wow. A little perspective shift. Mm. I, I need to pay my phone bill, maybe a little bit of gas. Okay, 200 bucks is good. Let's just... Yeah. Let's just. I had... There was that... Yeah, there was that same as like... When it comes to generosity with God, throw practicality out the window, throw it in the garbage. And maybe uh, if you want to be like, well, you could share this, right? Uh, that's not practical, brother. Like that's not practical. Like you're going to burn out. Like that's, you're not, mm. that's not going to last you. Right. You, you got to have a savings. You got to have this, right? Well, how about this? Like spend more on other people than you ever spend on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's practical. That's very practical. Like cut your costs down if you need to, but make the priority about, you know, giving away what got what's God's because either the money is his or it's yours. If it's yours, then great. Like, let it be yours and do what you want to do with it. But if you believe it's God's, then, you know, foxes think, have holes. Birds have nests. Yep. And the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. I <laughs> know it's just so funny because like he says so much Jesus. I mean, money was probably one of the biggest topics when he talked Jesus. Yeah. And constantly he's like, why do you worry? He's like, I take care of the birds. He's like, the birds don't do anything. He's like, yeah, I make sure they have a nest, they have food. He's like, how much more am I going to take care of my children, right? And yet, that's that doesn't seem to be a practical reality. And guess what? For All so these many. guys who's, who are following Jesus, they're practical men. Business owners, accountants, mm-hmm. tax collectors, 
They've been they've been to school. They've Doctor. studied. Like, come on. Like, they were educated. They were some of them were educated. Some of them were not. Like, like these guys know what it's like to be practical. And yet, they probably had savings. their names would not have been known if they wouldn't have left it all, died to themselves, and lived a life of giving. Mm-hmm. And so, like, God is saying silence to that practical man. You know, <laughs> he's like, like saying, like, hey, like. Shut up with your practicalness. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's faith, baby. Faith, exactly. Like I don't know. I just feel like it's this roundabout topic of like, do we believe what we believe or do we not believe it? Like mm-hmm. it's cool. Like if you don't believe it, like God's either going to take care of me or not. Yeah, I just think it's like cool to just get to this point. Where it's like you believe it's it, do you not believe it, it. Like are we are we good here? Like you know what I mean? It's so, honestly fun to find it out. Just drop your whole entire check in the offering basket <laughs> and just find it out the good old way just, yeah just find it out <laughs> but don't don't expect it to be back tomorrow <laughs> but because i'll tell you this i'll tell you this uh you might be an exception for that one person who did but like probably ain't gonna happen like just being real like don't count on it because guess what we think we're so smart and think it's gonna come and back in like a form of cash like someone's just gonna walk up to me and give me some cash and i've had moments like that and it happens but but it's always different and it always but check it it out it always happens when you don't expect it like you think you know exactly how god's gonna do it like what about all the stuff he saves you from you know like the mistakes you're gonna you could have made and we got to think about it that way too like we could make mistakes in our finances but god covers that with his blood Mm -hmm. and so it all works out for he's protecting us Mm -hmm. like you don't know the like the financial things that could come, you know? You don't like he's our protection. So I guess kind of like coming under his wings and being like, yeah, like this is all yours, God. Like it's yeah, all yours. And I think a big thing that will free you from worry and, you know, hesitation is understanding that all things you do, you do as unto God. Mm-hmm. I love how uh somebody shared the story. They said that they they gave they gave to some ministry and then like a week later it was the ministry was exposed as like a very um like very corrupt and they're actually stealing money and all that and he said like so many people were disappointed like oh we were deceived we were lied to that money was put to waste but he's like you know what i said so i didn't give that to people i gave that to god that that what i gave i did as unto god Mm -hmm. and i know that because i gave it to him He's still going to take care of me. And he said, and exactly like, and God took care of me, you know? And so when we do these things, this verse will set you free. Everything you do, do as unto God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give my time to people because I'm doing it as unto God. All right. J- J- Jesus said, what you do to the least of these, you do unto me. Mm-hmm. Because he said, you didn't make time for me. You didn't clothe me when I was, yeah. when, when I was naked. You didn't give me food when I was hungry. And they're like, what do you mean? We never, we didn't see. He said, what you do to the least of these, you do unto me. So no matter what I do, like there's always these, yeah, yeah, but all these stories, this person did this to me. I heard this there. Hey, it's not about, it's not about the person. It's about, I'm doing this as yeah. unto God. I'm yeah. doing this for his glory and for his name. And if I get cheated, even if I, even if I'm getting taken advantage of, I'm completely set. You can blatantly take advantage of me and I'll happily do it still because I'm not doing it to you. I'm doing it as unto God and he will take yeah. care of me. He, yeah. He's either going to take care of me or not. And I Come know on. he will. And I've experienced it and I've seen it Come and on. it only gives all the more confidence. Yeah. Yeah. That This was, this was good. I feel like this was some, some good stuff to just let off. I feel like hopefully people understand our heart. And I guess the big question is, should we do it again? <laughs> Cause I, <laughs> I'm not listening to this ever. I yeah, do not want to hear my voice. I don't want to hear my voice either, but maybe I just need to die to my, die to my flesh and listen to myself. Or maybe that's vanity. I don't I know. Mean, <laughs> hey, if you, if you made it this far, give yourself a pat on the back. I don't know how you listen to this whole thing. <laughs> I don't know how you listen to my yeah, voice this whole time. You if you listen it. to the whole thing, I'll, I'll cash up. I will sow into your ministry. I'll cash up you five bucks if you listen to this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, ha, but they will only know hey, if they listen to. Drop the your end. cash up in the comment section. We'll see who listened to the end. Yep. Are we yep. ready for that? <laughs> I think so. I think I can handle. <laughs> Are you it. ready to die to yourself? <laughs> uh, uh, it turns out. It turns out we have peak numbers, and everybody listened to the very end on this one. <laughs> uh, everybody's like sharing this, like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I'm a man of my word, so don't don't think I won't follow through. Um, 
It's a good thing we started off really rocky, though. Like, hopefully, like, a good, like, 50% of people were just like, ah, this is kind of bad. It's funny, because <laughs> as we're doing this, we're learning. You realize that you need to learn how to talk. <laughs> I would have never thought that I'm going to be 21 and learning how to talk. But here we are. Bro, we learn a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're infants, bro. We're still learning. Yeah. So, catch that, guys. We're infants. We're still learning. Give us grace. Even if you don't give us grace, I don't care. Drop um, it, please. Drop your recommendations too. We want to know what you guys want to hear, what we can, what we can be intentional with. Come on, mm-hmm. come on! Thank you, guys. Have a great one. Be blessed. Be blessed.